Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. In November 2022, former President Donald Trump announced his White House bid for 2024. Trump said, in order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. And while Trump has plenty of allies, many are still recovering from the four years of turmoil under his presidency and question if his actions have caused permanent damage to our democracy. So is Trump to blame for the state of this country? Well, let's get down to business. The business of being black today is Donald J. Trump and American democracy. Please welcome Republican candidate for New Jersey's 12th congressional district, Darius Mayfield is with us. Hi, Darius. Hi, thank you for having me back. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Of course, former chair of the, Demo of the Democratic Party of Milwaukee County, Christopher Walton. Hi, Christopher. How you doing, Tammy? Thanks for having me. Republican candidate for New Jersey's 9th District, Billy Primpa. Hi, Billy. Pleasure to see you. Thank you for having me. Can't wait. And the executive vice president of Race Forward, Eric K. Ward. Hi, Eric. Tammy, great to be with you today. Thank you for being here. Let's get started and let's get down to business. Why should black people care about Donald Trump? and whether his, he has any effect on democracy or not. Why should black people care, Darius? They should care because under Donald Trump, black people were faring a lot better than what they are right now. If you look at inflation, uh, which is running rampant throughout black and brown communities across this country, something that we don't talk about. If you look at what Trump was talking about when he was running for re-election by putting up the platinum plan, which is basically something I believe in reparations for African-Americans in this country. And that was a great start. You know, something Ice Cube tried to do with the Biden administration. But as we know, they told him they talked to him after the election. And we still have yet to hear that conversation while they're passing things like alleviating student debt, which was unconstitutional. And now we see that was unconstitutional. And even the Supreme Court is actually rejecting that. So everything they're trying to do, they can't get done for black people. I think black people in this country are being hurt uh, significantly and they know it all across the country. We were faring a lot better under Trump and it's time to get back to those policies. And like you said, make America great again without the emotion behind it, thinking that it's racist. It's really about just uplifting this country and getting true progression in this country and getting us back to where we need to be and living the American dream. Well, now we're off to the races already. Okay, Christopher, why should black people care? Honestly, I don't know why black people should have to care about Donald Trump, but he seems to always make an appearance no matter what. The fact of the matter is, under Trump, the nation actually lost jobs. Under Trump, the nation actually fell into the economic recession of 2021, well, back in 2020. Under Trump, we actually were released. You know, they like to say we shouldn't focus on the racial issues, but he actually released these people back out into the streets and made it okay to be racist. Um, this is also the man, you know, going back to the question, the original question, he has literally attacked our democracy. He brought his people into D.C., pumped them up and had them attack the Capitol building. Now, I don't know why we should have to pay attention to this man, but he's made it very clear from his entire lifetime, let alone his presidency. He's not somebody who is in favor of black people. Look at the Central Park Five. Look at the, the different antics that he pulled during his administration. He's not the person that we need. He's definitely not the person we need in the White House. I definitely really? Think, yeah. Why should black people care whether Donald Trump has destroyed <laughs> democracy or not? Uh, first things first, I don't know what people this guy's talking about. He said he, they let these people out on the streets. It always seems that whatever someone well, we'll, wants. Well, Billy, we'll get to that for sure. I'll circle back around to that. But I want to get this first question uh, yeah. out to see where you all stand when it comes to. Well, where, like, where I stand is uh, I'm, a, I'm a United States Air Force veteran. I fought for this country. I love this country. And I want to see our country staying strong. I feel that under, under, under Donald Trump, our country was at its strongest. Our economy was doing well. I've never been able to make as much money as I had uh, on any other presidency other than the, the Trump presidency. And currently, the, the, the current administration is more preoccupied with taking billions and billions of American tax dollars and funding a proxy war overseas that none of us have any part of, that, that, should not, that none of us should even be a part of. While many of us were being told that World War III is going to be happening because of Donald Trump and he's going to scare us, this was the first man to walk into North Korea after 50 years by having a strong stance in the world. Now we have Joe Biden sending tanks 
over to Ukraine and he's trying to drag us into another war. And at the end of the day, I don't think it's good for anybody, not just black people. I think all across the board, this administration has completely failed. The, pro the, the cost of living has increased. The cost of gasoline and energy has, in has increased in this country. And it's becoming a burden for many people, especially those that are living in the inner cities. Eric, why should yeah. black people care about Donald Trump? We should care about Donald Trump because it is possible, uh, as horrifying as it may be, that Donald Trump could once again be the president of the United States, despite being an individual who helped orchestrate the virtual, uh, uh, literal uh, attempted turnover of American democracy. But Black folks should care for another reason. And we should care because despite the fact that we are a diverse community, right? Republicans, Democrats, and libertarians. The truth is, is that Donald Trump's policies hurt African-Americans. They did not better condition. So yes, we have the talking point that Donald Trump decreased Black uh, unemployment. It's certainly true, building off of the economic gains of the Obama administration, that he was able to do that. But it wasn't sustained. <laughs> By 2019, Black Americans still had fewer jobs than their white counterparts. We should care because Black folks should care who is going to be president. It means something specifically to issues of housing, employment, education for our children, and the type of future that we want to be. And Donald Trump has not shown himself to be a responsible leader, not for America and certainly not for Black Americans. Okay, so Eric and Christopher, I want to ask you a question because Darius and Billy suggested that under the leadership and administration of Donald Trump, black people and Americans, actually, they said Americans, uh, did better financially. So I want to ask you personally, did you do better financially under Donald Trump than you are doing right now under Joe Biden? My family, uh, I won't speak for other black families, but I will speak for, for my black family. Uh, my family still struggles economically under Donald Trump, under Joe Biden. I don't think that's the bar black America should be, see, should be uh, looking at. What we should be looking at are the facts, right? Under Donald Trump, when unemployment peaked at 14.7%, the highest level seen since the Great Depression. The unemployment rate for black workers were even higher at 16.7%. That's a fact. By September of that year, the share of unemployed black workers still struggling to find a job had only dropped by 12.1%. For white Americans, it had dropped to 7%. The truth is, is at the end of the day, we need a president that is serious about jobs. And what we know about jobs is that black folks have a problem securing jobs in America because of employment discrimination. I want to get Regardless to of who the now. president hold, is. Hold that thought, but now. I want to I say this, to... Tammy. We need a president that is serious about addressing racial discrimination in employment. That's what creates opportunity. Hold that thought, Eric. I want uh, Christopher, did you do better under Donald Trump or under Joe Biden? Well, the fact of the matter, honestly, Tammy, I've done better under every president because I've taken the opportunities that I've been given and actually gotten jobs done and moved this nation, helped to move this city and the nation forward. Uh, but the fact is, yeah, I had a few extra bucks in my hand because under President Trump, when the economy collapsed in 2020 and we had a recession and lost four million jobs, when you're handing out thousands of dollars in stimulus checks, yeah, you do a little bit better. But you know what? I'm doing a lot better under the Biden administration. Because now yeah. we actually have 11 million more jobs that's been created since 2021. We have actually expanded um, health care coverage to more people. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot better under this administration. But, yeah, I had a few more extra bucks under Trump, thanks to the stimulus packages passed by the Democratic House and the Republican Senate. Billy, go. I love I, I love how the everything that they brought up was all based off of personal experience. The fact of the matter is, is well, that- Well, I did ask that question. I asked them personally. That's why they responded personally. I see. Well, I, I, I'm responding from a, a national level and by, across the board, Americans were doing a heck of a lot better under the Trump administration. I don't know how, if you're doing well, fantastic. I don't know how you're able to do well with the increase of, of groceries, the increase of, 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 of fuel costs and just generally doing business, like taxes have gotten higher. I don't know about you, but for me, it's gotten a heck of a lot higher. Uh, I'm, I'm also a personal business owner. Things have gotten a lot difficult compared to when it was under the Donald Trump administration. So I don't know what type of 
what, what, what world you're living in, but that's not what I've experienced thus far. And what I think everybody needs to be focusing on is rather than, than putting our energy on Donald Trump this, Joe Biden that, the fact of the matter is this. No one wants to talk about the elephant in the room, right? Joe Biden has sent our economy in a very negative direction. He's putting the needs of other countries. He's putting the needs of Ukraine more and more importantly than the, than the needs of the American people. I don't believe he's putting the needs of the American people first. And I think our country's going backwards. So I think we need to focus on getting appropriate leadership into this country. And I believe that Donald Trump is the person that can get us and in, uh, in, get our country back on track. Darius? Well, one thing I noticed is when Eric actually answered the question, like many people from the left that answered that question, he didn't actually answer the question because Correct. the answer is that people were doing better under Donald Trump, whether a Republican or a Democrat. Everybody understands that. Everybody knows that. But when we're playing this emotional political game, of course, they're going to try to capitulate to their side. Here are the facts. Under Donald Trump, black Americans had the lowest unemployment in our country's history, not just any president in the last decade in our country's history. They started building out opportunity zones, which was giving black uh, communities a real chance to actually build up the communities. Again, they were offering the platinum plan that would have actually brought uh, monetary income, that would have actually brought resources to the black community, something that's just dissipated uh, under this administration. In fact, under this administration, we now have the highest egg prices we ever had. Like Billy said, we have high energy prices. So nobody's doing better under this administration. That's just common sense. That's not controversial because when you have higher prices across the board, you're literally not doing better. And the unemployment rates that Eric was talking about when he was talking was because of COVID. We understand that. So yes, once COVID hit and everybody started to lose those jobs, unfortunately in the black community, which had nothing to do with the president of the United States, started getting hit at a higher clip. But here's what's about to happen. Under this administration, we already see food shortages coming. We see energy prices uh, hiring. So Talk to us six months from now, eight months from now, a year from now, and let's see if they can still answer that question the same way, because we're about to go through some really hard times in this country. Well, let's talk to you in about mm, 60 seconds from now, because I'm going to take a commercial break. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. And the Business of Being Black today is Donald Trump and the American democracy. So is Donald Trump partly to blame for the state of our democracy? And why is this country so divided? According to a recent poll, 69% of Democrats and 69% of Republicans think the nation's democracy is on the brink of collapse. Why is that so, Christopher? Well, because we have a former president who lost an election again, pushing the fact that he lost the election. So he don't he doesn't like the results of it. So it's it was rigged. It was cheated when that's just simply not the fact. We had 81 million people go to the polls, cast absentee ballots and say, we do not want Donald Trump to be the president of the United States. There's nothing you know, that's how democracy works. But of course, you know, when you're of a certain financial status, like Donald Trump, I don't like to lose. So then, you know, if I don't win, I say it's rigged. If I don't win, I get all my friends together and we go and have a powwow on the Capitol and attack it. That's not okay. You know, when you challenge democracy at its core, you say, well, if I don't win, it's not fair. I believe that, yeah, I believe our democracy has been under attack and we've seen in 2020, we've seen again in 2022 what the American people thought of that. They don't think that you should be attacking democracy and saying just because you lose and he lost does not make it unfair. Anybody jump well, in. Think about what he just said. He said oh, yeah. that the former president right, is all over everywhere talking about how uh, the election was rigged. Well, here's the facts. In the two years since he, let's say, lost the election, Donald Trump has been banned from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They won't carry his rallies. They won't carry his interviews. So who is he talking to saying this? Joe Biden is the only person people are hearing from right now. And the fact is, people understand that he is a horrible president. When Donald Trump was president, before he ever stepped foot in the White House, our border crossing, illegal border crossings dropped to their lowest numbers in over 100 years. This is because they understood that there was a serious man about to take hold that would actually uphold the law. When Donald Trump was president, we had the lowest gas prices we've had in decades. When Donald Trump was president, he was the first president in over 40 years not to start a new war. Now we have Joe Biden as president and Russia 
Russia and Ukraine are at war. And we're literally it's literally you, the U.S. and in Russia at war because we know this is a proxy war between the U.S. and Russia, where Russia is now actively threatening to use nuclear weapons. We have North Korea flying drones over the capital of South Korea. We have China about to attack Taiwan. I mean, listen, this is it, it's really laughable at this point when you hear from the left and you hear them try to blame this on Trump, a man that nobody's heard from in the last two years because he's been banned from everywhere. But he was so bad that now Facebook and Instagram are actually reinstituting his his uh, actual uh, pages as well. But he was that bad. It just doesn't make sense. And and Democrats are really uh, in a hole right now and really scrambling to make sense of what's going on because this man has just been an utter disaster. I don't well, know. What this, is bad this is kind of what I see a little bit. Taken away, oh. To be taken off yeah. of those so platforms. He, if, he was that, right. if he was that bad, there are a number of criminal investigations exploring the activities of, of Donald Trump. He was a terrible leader for, for America because he was unexperienced. He was a terrible leader for the United States because he was more interested in political theater than the fact that people have the right to live, love, worship, and work free from fear. Let's be clear for a second. The only person on Twitter and Facebook right now are my grandparents, right? Most of the young electorate in the United States is not what hanging out on, yeah, on social. On, look, they are on Telegram, sense. on Discord. You're right? probably That's not, not on the internet people then. Are communicating. And <laughs> let's be clear about one other piece. I don't even think I right? have a Twitter account. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, right? And Twitter and Facebook. That is an argument between two private companies. Twitter and Facebook are not run by the federal government. That was a decision by private companies similar, right, to the same baker who decides that he doesn't want to make a cake or uh, 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 for a same-sex couple. It's a really ridiculous argument. Here's what is the important is the piece. To start going into. Is <laughs> Donald Trump good for Black America? And the answer is, that Donald Trump failed to deliver on the promise of equity. Just because you only step on one of my feet instead of both doesn't make you a great leader in advancing race equity. America has a long way to go, Republican or Democrat. But it does help me to move equity. a little faster. But so it is time to move not the question. That's not the question it at all. It is not, not Donald question. Trump. So just so just so you know, this is this is what happens when the left, when they have to start talking about everything except what we're actually talking about. The question was, did Donald Trump ruin America? Not if he had an yes. impact on, on he didn't on start America, it, but, but he helped ruin America. So let's just let's just get to the facts really quick. Under Donald Trump, we had the lowest gas prices. Hold that thought, Darius. I want Billy to jump in here. Go ahead, Billy. I just I just I just want to say something because like I, I love how. I love how the left likes to, to say that Donald Trump is the one who destroyed democracy. Truth be told, democracy has been damaged in this country since as far back as Bill Clinton. Every single president that I've seen in my lifetime, we go back and forth as to who we like and who we don't like. When George Bush came in, and I was no fan of George Bush. George Bush came in, he increased the national debt, brought us into a tremendous war, started drone bombing all across the world, wasn't a fan of it. People weren't even a fan of it, yet they voted this guy in. Barack Obama comes in, hope and change, says everything's going to change. He expands the drone war. In fact, while I was in the military, he went and destroyed the closest thing to a first world nation in Africa, Libya. Where were all, all the black Africa. people to say anything about that? They were nowhere to be found, right? And now we have more That's people being true. sold out. What do you mean it's not true? I, I served in those missions in the United States Air Force. Black folks <laughs> spoke out against what No, they did happening. not. No, they absolutely did not. not. The only person no, they absolutely the did not. Let me finish my point. Let me finish You're my point. You're not the only Stop person it. up here Stop on the it, military. okay? Stop it. I was actually in the Black military. Black folks Stop spoke it. out. Yes, Stop it. I no, they didn't. The no, they didn't. You, no, so. no, they didn't. We destroyed yes, Libya. Yes, yes, we destroyed we Libya. We destroyed <laughs> Libya. As soon as we, as soon as we destroyed Libya, Boko Haram, Al Nusra. Al-Qaeda, many of these groups came together. They created ISIS. They started funneling the oil from Libya into Syria through Turkey, where we were given orders to stand down and allow these people to, to, to bring the oil into, into Syria, where they created the Islamic State in Levant, ISIS, as many people are known. We fought them for over six years, for over six years. My friends, my friends and people that were in the military had to fight these people. And you know what? Donald Trump got in and in under two months, he wiped these people out. Right. Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, whether you like what he says or the way that he carries himself, the truth is, is people were fed up with the current state of affairs of politics. We had politicians that say one thing and they do the complete opposite. Donald Trump said he wanted to secure that border. He fought tooth and nail to try and secure that border. He only needed five billion. And what did the Congress say? The, the Democrat controlled Congress say, we're not going to do that. 
I actually went to the border and seen how terrible that crisis is. Darius has been there as well, too. Hundreds well, upon thousands, millions border, of people. So, you know, poisoned by the cartel at the border, videotape. Yeah, he got poisoned by the cartel. Of, so we're millions, really of, millions of illegals coming in across the country right now. And it's the Democrats that want to keep this open, right? Which is the one thing. Black folks Donald, have spoken Christopher, out against Libya. Christopher, two, you said that Donald two, Trump is Boko the most... How many presidents that we've had have actually tried to overthrow the election results when they didn't like them? How many presidents that we have had have said there were good people on both sides when both sides included Nazis? How many people have actually stood up and said, we're going to protect? How many presidents we've had? We're going to stand up and protect Confederate statues. These Confederate statues were celebrating people who actually shot and killed Americans fighting to preserve the United States Union. So, yeah, I believe he's absolutely the most anti-American attempted leader we've ever had. Says the guy wearing a different nation's flag. Um, well, first and foremost, this is the flag of the city of Milwaukee <laughs> in Wisconsin. Yeah. Listen, so all, all, and, and listen, what, the stuff that you're talking about, I get it. Listen, what, what, about Trump, it was really more about personality. And we can go into those nuances, like what happened in Charleston and things like that. We all understand that he wasn't saying Nazis were good people, right? I, I don't even want to go too far into that, but we understand he wasn't saying that. We understood there, was there were people good people there, on both sides. There, there, there is people there protesting statues being taken down, whether you or me agree with those protests being, t- those statues being taken down, that is their right to do that. Not the Nazis that were there running over people. Well, That's even right. more so. It's like it's our right as Black Lives Matter to march in the street for our causes and things of that sort. So we just got to start bringing some nuance because when you try to start closing down- There is no thing, nuance, but not- There, there is, there well, is hang nuance. on, hang on. You're, is, you're is both, there, you guys are both forgetting- Is it their right to protest statues being taken down? Is that their right? Whether me or you agree with it, is that their American right? Here's what I know. Is there a man? Uh, that's that's what, what I know. Here's what I know. I've got to take a quick that's break right. and we will be right back. Chris, after I mean, Eric, you got to calm down, business. bro. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack. Look, charging higher interest is how banks make more money. And they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay, but not great. Well, ScoreMaster, the new science in accelerating credit scores, puts you in control of your money, not the bank. And let me tell you, I want to be in control of every dollar I bring into my household. I also want to be in control of my husband's too. So ScoreMaster has lifted his credit as well. Say your credit score is 650 and you're borrowing 500 grand to refinance your home. Well, starting at ScoreMaster could save you over 75 grand. or more how about that in interest over the life of your loan this is fantastic that 75 grand is your money not the banks that's the genius behind the score master three-week rule especially now with soaring interest rates uh it only takes a minute to get started and you can add 30 to 100 points in about three weeks depending on your credit file so before you apply for any loan auto lease or credit Start at ScoreMaster. Visit scoremaster.com slash B-O-B-B for free. That's right, free. That's what I said. Again, that's scoremaster.com slash B-O-B-B. Scoremaster.com slash B-O-B-B. What are you waiting for? Get, get, get. Get to being the master of your money with ScoreMaster. We'll be right back on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. And the business of being black today is Donald J. Trump and American democracy. Please welcome Republican candidate for New Jersey's 12th Congressional District, Darius Mayfield, former chair of the Democratic Party of Milwaukee County, Christopher Walton, Republican candidate for New Jersey's 9th District, Billy Prempa, 
and the executive vice president of Race Forward, Eric K. Ward. So would you consider Donald Trump's presidency a normal presidency? Um, I would say a <laughs> traditional presidency. Definitely. Okay, go ahead, Christopher. Go ahead. In no way, shape or form was that normal. <laughs> and it should never be normalized. That presidency was a mess from day one. From the bad press, that first bad press conference with Scott Spiker to the minute when he flew off like a petulant child on Marine One, that was not to be normalized and it should not be normalized. The only thing that I would think is actually a good thing that came out of it is that what is left of American democracy that he put his hands on is still standing. And the fact that he was removed without guns having to be drawn, without people fighting in the streets, he was removed from office because he lost that election. Uh, Darius, Billy, I do want to talk about one thing and get your perspective on this. Uh, and Billy, we'll start with you. The transition of power, it was not a peaceful one. Uh, no, I, and, and I, don't, I don't agree with any of the things that happened on January 6th. I don't, con I don't condone any of the behaviors that were done on that day. Uh, with that being said, the president has condemned a lot of the things that these protesters were doing. And to be honest, that's all I can really say about that. I don't agree with the things that happened on January 6th, but that's I'm not, not necessarily even talking about January 6th. There's usually uh, a peaceful transition where the uh, the incoming president is greeted by the outgoing president. They walk to Air Force One. Uh, there's often a gift exchange. There is I, I mean, it's it's pretty respectable. That didn't while, happen here. While it's respectable, is it a requirement? It is not a requirement, but it is respectable. I understand the that between being a uh, you know a kindergartner versus being an adult, and we've obviously seen throughout the administration throughout his life, he is not capable of doing well, these adult. Christopher, I, I believe I believe that question was meant for me, Mr. Christopher. Go ahead, Billy. Okay, you, you, you're going to have your opportunity to to explain when you can. Listen, and 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 like he said, man, whether if it's something that's that needs to be done based off of protocol, it's one thing I understand. He had his reasons for not wanting to do what he did. He has his reasons for not wanting to meet with Joe Biden, shake his hand. I'm not in Donald Trump's head, so I can't speculate on that. Um, I can only talk on my own personal experience. If it was something that needed to be done, that's one thing, but that's not the case. Darius? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a normal administration because we ha finally had a president that actually paid attention to the results rather than the optics, right? We're back to the optics right now, and that's why there's such little getting done and why our, our not only just our country, but our world is in such dire straits. Um, in fact, Joe Biden actually just uh, let us know a few months ago that Donald Trump actually did leave him a very, very nice letter um, that actually wished him luck um, on his journey with the administration, um, was ver a very humbling letter. So he didn't want to actually reveal all all the contents of it, but he has let us know that Donald Trump um, left him surprisingly a very humbling letter um, on his desk and wishing him the best of luck in his administration. Listen, we're from the East Coast. Donald Trump is who he is. I know, you know, a lot, a large portion of the country isn't from the East Coast. So when it came to those personality flaws, those personality traits, it didn't necessarily offend uh, people like myself and Billy because we're a little bit harder up here, uh, I would say. The way we talk, the way we interact with each other. So we understood that part, but we're also about tangible results and actually getting things done. If you don't get things done, we don't respect you. Donald Trump got things done. When we talk about the border, when we talk about our energy policy, when we stop, talk about stopping wars, when we talk about taking all of our troops out of Africa, which Obama placed there because that was his mandate as a, the first um, president of color to actually do, actually taking those troops out of Africa and doing things like that. When it came to January 6th and what happened, listen, as you guys know, I think I talked about it on the show last time, I was down in D.C. at the Capitol on January 6th. I do not agree with at all uh, anybody that went into that building. If I was a congressman at the time, my life may have been put in danger. But as a Republican, you have people like myself, people like Billy, that will actually talk about that and will actually excoriate our side for doing certain things. The problem is on the other side, you have a bunch of people that are so propagated and so weak that they just capitulate to their to their leaders in their party and they can't actually do those things. So people are ready for authenticity, for people that will actually step up for people on both sides, whether it's your party or the other party. But the other side just can't seem to do that. And that's why they're so controlled and manipulated at the end of the day. Eric? Look, uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, mm -hmm. was not a great leader. He had a terrible transition. Over 160 law enforcement officers were injured in front of the Capitol. Many of them report as officers of color, black police officers, mm -hmm. 
that they were the recipients of racial abuse, mm. right, as they were trying to protect the Capitol. Donald Trump chose not to exert his leadership on that day and to call his army back. And it has split the country significantly. For that reason alone, his transition was a complete mess and he shouldn't get a chance. At we a actually second. just can't let those lies stand. When they when they reinstated yeah. Donald Trump on Facebook and Twitter, I was just about the to first say that. message you see is Donald yep. Trump calling for everybody to be peaceful. Again, there's a difference between the emotions of what that was also posted on the six. emotional yes. world. And that's why you have coming back to my grandmother's Twitter. coming back to my grandmother's Twitter. have them going down Donald people that are protecting their the press and they're making this okay. The left and the violence the of the left. Let me speak. Unfortunately, we can't hear any of you. Unfortunately, we can't hear any of you. He chose uh, so, not to Eric, act. So, Eric, I think when, when you're talking, Eric, so let me let me let me let me yield to let me yield to Eric here because unfortunately we can't hear any of you. So let me let me just say this really quickly. I don't want to talk about my grandparents' social media. What I want to talk about is that Donald Trump could have walked into the press room and held a conference asking people to leave the Capitol and to stop the violence. He chose not to, despite the encouragement of his staff. I don't want to talk about my grandparents' uh, uh, social media. What I want to talk about is that he had television and radio and he chose not to use it. Eric, well, now, Eric, I think true. you're. I think you're a little bit off because that's not true. A lot of bit off. Radio is really our off. grandparents' medium for, uh, and and social media is. Go, the entire really country younger, was so watching. So I, I don't was know watching. about that one. I can't roll with you on Eric, Eric, is it, is it okay for us to talk now, Eric? Eric, is it going to be okay for me to talk now? All it's right. a free country. Oh, so as, as she said, I mean, nobody really listens to radio anymore. Donald Trump was all over social media, you know, the same platforms that they banned him from. And again, the funny thing was once they reinstated his accounts, all of them, the first message you see is Donald Trump excoriating anybody that was being violent at the capitals, asking everyone to be peaceful. Again, this is coming from a man, Eric, that wasn't actually there. I was there. This 160 police officers you say hurt. I don't know where you guys get these numbers from, but let me ask you something, Eric. Who's in, in charge of the Capitol Police? Is it the President of the United States or is it the Speaker of the House? It's the Speaker of the House. The same Speaker of the House that was actually asked to send more police out there. We have to stop playing these emotional games. It really makes us as a community, really people- Hold that thought, Darius. Uh, hold that thought, table. Darius. Yeah. Let me, let me get sorry. Eric in to respond. Go ahead, Eric. Sure. Yeah, let's be clear. Uh, most Americans had their television on on January 6th. Uh, uh, let's ask the major networks what their viewerships were on that day. Two, Donald Trump could have chosen to listen to his advisors, and he chose not to. And we already know that he fought to get back to the Capitol to lead his army, right, in a march on, on Actually, the he did. Uh, Capitol That's building. The yeah, third piece, let's about. just be clear. It's not true. The I'm Capitol you got to stop lying. The Capitol yeah, police I'm, looking, I'm literally looking at it right their now. Own injuries. You have to stop lying, Eric. People are passing. And, uh, and what we know. So let's move beyond January 6th. Let's move beyond January 6th. Let's move beyond January 6th. Let's be honest about what went down on January 6th. Hold that thought, Eric. Let's, Chris. Yes. Donald Trump refused to speak. Eric, That's not true, bro. Okay. That's not true at all. Before we go forward, let's just, let's just make this a, let's clear the field here. You don't get to get an award for starting a fire when you're the arsonist. He brought them there. They came and attacked the Capitol. So it doesn't matter if he put out a statement finally after sure. they begged him to put out a statement. Oh, everybody go home, go home in peace. So no, again, let's let's just break down, let's break down your emotional, non-factual argument again. We had been to the Capitol in DC 30 days before that. Um, hold which on, I, was. Darius, I want to move on from the Capitol. Sure, I want to move sure, on from the Capitol. Sure. Um, is Donald Trump uh to blame for giving white nationalists a platform? Well, of course not. I mean, the the, the last the last known uh, white KKK member, white nationalist we know to be in our House of Representatives was Senator Ed Burr. 
right? Who was Harriet Ed Burr, who was a Democrat, you know, the one that Joe Biden went and delivered the eulogy, the one Barack Obama attended his funeral. So let me get this straight. As a black community, this is how propagated they have us. We can literally have a self-proclaimed grand cyclops of the KKK and the Democratic Party, but he can cleanse himself and be okay and still be a senator and we can follow him and he's okay. Donald Trump comes out and says something that you don't like and hurts your feeling, but he's the most racist person we've ever seen. This is why people look at us and laugh sometimes it makes no sense but billy i want to get you in billy i want you to jump in i I was just gonna let darius go right in because that's exactly what i was gonna bring up go ahead billy get him (laughs) (laughs) but that's basically that's basically it it's like suddenly suddenly everyone's completely forgotten about many of the racist things that joe biden has said he made it very difficult for clarence thomas when he was trying to get on board he was one of the Mm -hmm. biggest proponents and supporters of the segregation there's lots of people in the democrat party that have done this so trump giving white dad was a grand cyclops Trump, yeah. Trump giving white people, I mean, Trump giving white nationalists a platform where when has he ever brought someone that's a white nationalist in front of television or in front of his house and said, hey, go out and tell people your racist rhetoric. I've never seen it, but I can count to many different opportunities where the Democrat op- where the Democrats could have turned away from the, the KKK that's been in their organization, but they have not. So oh, Billy, what about what about Bill? Clinton I want to give hold that thought, Darius Christopher. Sure. I want to give everybody a chance to speak. Sure. I understand uh, you got a lot to say, Darius. Yes, ma'am. I'm blown away by the revisionism, honestly. It's it's the revisionism for me. <laughs> the fact that you look at all of American political history, yeah, the, the KKK was a part of the Southern conservative movement that was a part of the Democratic Party at the time. They're not part of the Democratic well, Party. Senator talking Bird, about the sitting uh, president. Uh, the sitting president. The sitting Senator president Bird. was the sitting president was a supporter of segregation. The sitting Senator president Bird, right I mean, now. Billy, Billy, Senator Byrd, was he a Democrat or not? And he was, was a Democrat. He, he that's my member. point. Why, in Senator our Bird, lifetime. Yes, in our oh, lifetime. Okay, that's, that's all I said. So why are you trying to make it seem like so, I said so, don't, 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 don't move the goalposts. Don't be emotional. Talk no, to there's no emotion. There's about. no goalposts. Oh, wait, let me ask you something else. What about Hillary Clinton and Margaret Sanger being her, as she said, her idol? The woman that said she created Planned Parenthood to get rid of the undesirables. Black people, Jewish people, and those with special needs. What about Bill Clinton's mentor growing up being a KKK leader? Okay, let's let him respond, Darius. What about that, Eric? What about that, Christopher? Yeah, look, I think we should condemn all kinds of of racism and attachments to white nationalism. I hope that that's where we all stand and we shouldn't make excuses for it. But there's a difference. There's a difference between having been in something and publicly rejecting it and being associated with something and making excuses for it. And that's what we're going to run up the clock and too far of the of the Republican Party. Donald Trump literally just had dinner with Nick Fuentes, a Holocaust that denier. Kanye he has no like idea he was coming. He sprang across him. Come on, man. He has no, the whole off, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Come on, bro. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack. And the business of being black today is Donald Trump and American democracy. Now, here's a question. Would you consider Donald Trump a dictator, Eric? No, certainly not a a dictator because uh, we still have uh, functioning parts of of an American uh, uh, democracy. Did he try to assume power? Absolutely, Tammy. Was he ultimately prevented? Absolutely. Uh, Christopher, how do you feel? Would you consider him a dictator? I think you have to be somewhat intelligent to be a dictator. Uh, I think he's a failed autocrat at at best. Oh, my. Okay. Um, Well, if Trump had more experience in government, could he have become a dictator? Is that something that could have happened in American government? Probably because the lay of the land. Absolutely. Kind of like what you see Joe Biden doing. You saw Joe Biden just a few months ago say, if it's lawful, we'll do it. If it's not, will change the law. Sounds like a dictator to me. It sounds like what Congress has been doing since since the existence of it. And that's the problem with establishment figures. And that's why we needed somebody like Donald Trump to break the system. And that's why he was able to actually do things and focus on the actual end product and people actually progressing rather than focusing on the optics of things. So let's talk about that. Let's explore that a little bit more. Just how has Donald Trump tested the Democratic system? How has he tested it, Christopher? He tested it by actually trying to overthrow elections. He tested it by bringing domestic white nationalists, domestic terrorists, to actually try to overthrow an election. 
he's made it very possible for them to go out and stand at a polling place with their guns and say, oh, we're here to protect we're here to protect America because we're standing in a black polling place with our machine guns threatening people by standing. Where was this? Yeah, for real. They made it very possible. In where cartoons, was this? Bro, it was in cartoons. This really cartoons has already bro. made possible. Where did this happen? This happened a lot of places. Where? 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 Specifically, where? Where? The RNC literally was sued. In My New man, Jersey. where? Where? Where did this happen? New Jersey. He said New Jersey. This didn't. Well, we this live in New Jersey. That didn't happen in New Jersey. That never happened. No, in this New happened Jersey. in Arizona. They were standing out there with guns. But what happened in oh. New Jersey? The RNC was literally sued over their tactics of trying to intimidate people to vote. There was no, Where? there was that no, never happened. Wait, can I just Jersey, say one thing? Let me just tell you one thing, right? Because We're from we New Jersey. About, we talk about the, the right, right? Being conspiracy theorists about elections. Just so you know, I'm sure you guys probably aren't familiar with this. I, as a Republican candidate last year, knocked on over 6,000 doors in Trenton, New Jersey. Probably the first Republican to do that. It's a black Democratic town. Had a lot of black support. I became the only town, county in the entire United States of America for every single Dominion machine to go down. We're going through it right now where they actually basically screwed me, turned off every single machine in the county because I'm talking like I'm talking now. And I actually got my message across to black people, something mm -hmm. that they thought wasn't going to happen. And they shut every single Dominion machine down on the day of election. Election. I know your eyes are going up because you Absolutely. can't believe it. These things are actually happening. So when you guys talk about this stuff, it just doesn't make sense to us. It sounds good to your side because they're emotional, but it's not rooted in reality. And let me, Eric, let me I, I want to get Eric in yeah. uh, real quick here, Billy. I'll come straight to you. Eric, how has Donald Trump tested the democratic system? Yeah. So he tested the systems of, of democracy by bringing pressure. And sadly, some of that pressure was fear and political theatrics. And the impact of that pressure was very real. We have gutted federal agencies, uh, including our department, of, our state department. Right. We have gutted communities, meaning we have community leaders who believe that their political positions get this in the black community. There are leaders who believe their political positions are more important than the values that we hold together as a black community. And that has been under Donald Trump's watch. But let me be clear one more place, Tam. The pressure of Donald Trump continues today. What we are watching function in our society today is uh, Trumpism example, without Trump. For example, Trumpism without Trump. So for, example, for instance, for example. so for instance, post-Trump election, right? We understand by, uh, 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 by data, right? That demonstrations involving the far-right militias and paramilitary groups, oh, right? In the, in the United States are five times more likely to turn violent or destructive than any other types of demonstrations. And that is because Donald Trump and his pressuring of democracy Wait, in his pressure of democracy, oh, that you have thought. to bring Let me on your show. Okay. You have to bring me on your show. Uh, in his pressure on American democracy, he signaled that political violence and intimidation were acceptable tools in the American democracy sphere. And that's simply where we now land today. Billy? So, you, so I'm assuming you mean kind of like what's going on in Atlanta. Was it a bunch of white supremacists that burned down Atlanta? I mean, Darius, you were there not too long ago, right? Tragedy, what happened with this gentleman? Was it because of white supremacy? Was it white people that came out there? Five times more likely to turn violent. We should condemn all forms of violence. Okay, so, so, even, so even with that, okay, we want to go back in time. Let's talk about the George Floyd riots that happened, right? Billions yes. and billions of dollars of damage caused all across the country. This was done yes. by white supremacists. Was white we should condemn all forms of violence, and we should be clear. I agree with you. Those demonstrations. I agree with you. Less if, you, violence, if, you if you would stop cutting me, if you would stop cutting me off, if you would stop cutting me off, I'd get. If you would stop cutting me, if you would stop, if you would stop cutting me off, I'd get my point across. What you said was that a lot of these, a, a, a lot of the violence you see is most likely to happen because of white supremacists. The most damage that's been caused by humans in the United States, right? Were these riots that happened with the George Floyd, with, with the George Floyd situation during the uh, summer of love? Even what's going on in Atlanta right now. These two massive events that happened had nothing to do with white supremacy. You're using emotion to push a talking point. So if we're going to... So I'm just pushing push, facts, my friend. That's not I'm a just fact. Telling you what white supremacy... Five times, five what, what, times more likely... Where? Give me, get, where? Where, where, are you, where are you getting these stats? Idaho, where you, Portland, where, Oregon. Where are you right? getting these stats? The Acled, look up the ACLED Center, right? Which is the academic study on electoral violence 
in this country. And you give will see an, their give own Give me an example. Give me, give me an example me, of what you're talking about. White supremacy is like January, January 6th. Is, is Donald Trump still a viable presidential candidate for 20? Yeah, absolutely. And yes. More than, more Sadly, than yes. Sadly, more, yes. More than likely he's going I didn't to. even get a chance to finish I, my point. This guy cut me off. Go ahead, time, go ahead, okay. bro, go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Just I carry mean, on. Yes, he is a viable candidate. And my belief is that he will end up being the Republican nominee. Um, I'm hoping that somebody like a Ron DeSantis either doesn't jump in or at least doesn't go too far off the rails where it becomes a, a, a headbutting battle with them in the primaries because it is just weak in the party. But he is a viable candidate. Um, more than likely, he will be your next president of the United States, especially if Democrats uh, put up Joe Biden, because I believe the only person on the Democratic side that could even begin to give Donald Trump any type of trouble would be somebody like a Michelle Obama. But I doubt after this exact disaster of administration with Joe Biden, would she even accept that challenge? They would definitely buy Bump heads. Uh, Donald Trump is not known for not bumping heads <laughs> with his with exactly. His. <laughs> so so if Ron DeSantis gets in there with a primary with Donald Trump, if Donald Trump has already said, I got something for him down the line. Yeah, later. we saw so, that. So so yeah. So uh, Christopher, <laughs> is he a viable candidate? He shouldn't be. After he tried to overthrow an election, I don't think he should be able to take part in another election. But he shouldn't be. But ideally, hopefully, when he and Ron DeSantis do butt heads, because they're both going to be running in the Republican primary. Um, I'd like to see Trump losing the nomination then, but I don't think Republicans have it in them to do it. So, yeah, I think he could be the Republican nominee and we'll just do it again. Really? What are your thoughts here? We're on a black show, so I just want to say for the safety, security, and the progress of black people in this country, let's hope that Donald Trump becomes the next president of the United States. Billy? Is he viable? I think that Donald Trump is definitely a viable candidate. I think he's definitely a viable candidate. I want to kind of touch back on one thing I wanted to mention earlier that Darius was talking about in terms of the, uh, of democracy being harmed. Darius isn't the only person that faced scrutiny during his election. In my election in 2012, I've got this on video. I've got it documented. So any of this nonsense that Eric is talking about, I could easily refute that, where there were Democrats electioneering inside of polling stations, locking polling rooms so that people couldn't come out and vote. They were disenfranchising Republican voters, throwing out Republican ballots. A lot of these things were happening, many of which I actually do have on video. Yep. Eric, I mean, Christopher also said earlier in this conversation that when someone is of a certain range or a, a certain financial bracket and they disagree with the election, that's somehow a conspiracy. Me and Darius are nowhere near the financial level of Donald Trump. We just so happen to be candidates that ran on the Republican ticket. Ironically, these things happened to us where an entire county in District 12 for Darius completely shut down. Every single machine shut down. Everyone. Total conspiracy. Democrats inside of polling stations on video handing out my opponents, uh, handing out my opponents flyers. It's completely illegal. It's a violation of election law in Title 14 in the state of New Jersey. Electioneering outside of polling station, locking the doors so that people can't come in and vote. We had to call the city of Patterson, where I live in, where they had to come and get investigators and to actually open the doors to allow people to vote. This only happened an hour and a half before the polls closed. So I can only imagine how long it's been since those doors have been closed. And if I do believe, but I also believe, I, I don't deny anything you guys are saying, uh, but when Eric says he doesn't want violence on either side and he condemns it on either side, I do believe that what you're speaking of happens on both sides. And I think sometimes we do get kind of caught in the cusp of our own thing and our own party. And we forget that I think some bad things are in the words of Trump. You know, there's some good people on both sides, Absolutely. but there are right. but there right. are also like, some Tammy, bad Tammy, Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I want to talk about Tammy, 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 Billy, 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 let me tell you. Wait, wait, no, no, I got to comment on this earlier. I think Tammy is absolutely right, but what we're saying is people like us, We'll call it out on both sides. I'll give you an example. Right. With a couple of years ago, me and I Billy don't have time for an example. We've got to go. But Darius, right. what you can do is yes, uh, talk about your project for us. Yes. Uh, listen, we have a lot of great things coming up. Obviously, I've announced my name for uh, Congress again, running in New Jersey's 12th Congressional District. We have now started a foundation called the Darius Mayfield Foundation, focusing on education, school choice, and lowering the transportation barriers in underserved rural and urban neighborhoods, um, as well as we have a book coming soon called our Time to Run, which is going to teach everyday ordinary Americans how to actually run for office. So we got a lot of great stuff coming up and I'm looking forward to it. 
I you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to, Darius. Sure. I'm just curious on my own. Sure. Did you vote for Barack Obama in either election? The first time I ever voted in my life was in 2016 for Donald Trump. And I didn't vote for Obama, although I love what he stood for as far as black and brown kids being able to see somebody ascend to that. I understood once he opened his mouth that it was more of the same. He was part of the establishment. So the first time I ever voted in my life was in 2016 for Donald Trump. Wow. That was the first ever. time you ever voted. Ever. Because I understood. I my listen, my friend, my cousin, my cousin's a, a professional boxer. They've had dinner with Donald Trump. We know him on the East Coast. And I understood that what that man said is what he meant. And that's what the country needed. Eric, let's talk about your project. Let's talk about my project. So I encourage folks to, to join us at raceforward.org for folks who are serious about moving democracy forward together, grounded in the concept of equity, right? That speaks to the needs of all Americans. Let's get serious. Let's move beyond the political theater, right? If we're going to have good, safe elections. We get there by strengthening the process of election, not by disenfranchisement of black voters. Let's get serious about the black community. Let's hold our diversity, but let's be clear, we need to move forward together. And it's not through Donald Trump and the Republican party. It's the political theater that we love so much. Oh, we gotta get rid of it. Christopher, <laughs> talk about what you got going on, please. So this upcoming uh, April, the state of Wisconsin is having their state Supreme Court elections. And we want to encourage everybody to get out there and vote. Uh, go to myvote.wi.gov, check your polling place, check and see if you need to sign up for an absentee ballot. Make sure you get out there and vote so we can take the majority and make it, uh, make it a Wisconsin majority as opposed to a conservative majority. Also, happy right. birthday, Milwaukee. Happy birthday, Milwaukee. Happy birthday, Milwaukee. Isn't Happy that birthday. where Laverne and Shirley was like based in Milwaukee? That's Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, Happy Cindy, days uh, as well. Cindy Williams just died who played Shirley. Okay. But anyway, uh, Billy, please talk oh. about Revive America. Yep. So, Billy, I do intend on running again in 2024. We came closest to any Republican that's run against the incumbent. Um, currently, we're running a show called Revive America, a podcast that airs every Thursday at 8 p.m. You can check us out on social media by looking up Revive America or Revive U.S. America. And hopefully I can have some of these gentlemen on where we can have a more in-depth conversation without interruption. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Billy. Probably not, because they're afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have the most smooth show that exists in terms of <laughs> in terms of people being respectful and allowing other people to talk. If it ain't happening on my show, it ain't happening on nobody's show. I Shame. can't imagine what Darius' show is looking like over there. <laughs> thank it's you, time. gentlemen, for being a part of Business of Being thank Black. You. And yeah. thank you all, soulmates, for allowing me to be a part of Business of thank Being you. Black on Fox Soul. Thanks, everybody.